Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. Yeah. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me via Zoom, Zoom, Zoom is... Matthew Surf Ninja's house. Is that one word? Yeah, it's one word. Okay. Is that spelled... Like it sounds. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just checking. It's see, it's not surf ninjas. <laughs> it's surf ninjas. Surf ninjas. Uh, yeah. So. Is that um. Um, Pat Usanian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah, the fictional kingdom. It doesn't exist in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. If you guys haven't guessed yet by that or by the you know title on the episode description (laughs) today we are visiting another film from the 90s this one that we kind of remembered liking (laughs) and aren't really sure how we feel now um it's uh 1993's surf ninjas which, uh, yeah, was uh, <laughs> directed by Neil Israel and written by Dan Gordon. <laughs> Neil Israel, who has actually directed <laughs> some, you know, decent television and TV over the years and uh 
also uh, some not so decent. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> he was also he was the writer of Police Academy, Real Genius, um, Bachelor Party, all great movies from the eighties. Yeah, Real Genius. <laughs> I love that movie. Me too. He also, <clears throat> he also wrote Look Who's Talking Too. Oh, okay. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he 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 wrote the uh, the Patty Duke show, still rocking in Brooklyn Heights, the nineteen ninety nine <laughs> made for TV movie. I don't know why I just wanted to point that one out because it, it jumped out to me. <clears throat> but as a uh, as a director. <clears throat> He's uh, directed uh, such uh, great films as National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Family Reunion, which I've never seen. Um, The Brady Bunch in the White House. (laughs) Um, Episodes of Love Boat, The Next Wave. Clueless, the TV series. Um... Lizzie McGuire, the TV series. Um, Phil of the Future, Joan of Arcadia. Um, Okay. Yeah, and uh, The Wonder Years. And um, he also directed the movie, The Movie Bachelor Party, so Mm. that he wrote. Um, Dan Gordon, who wrote the masterpiece that is. um, <clears throat> Surf Ninjas. <laughs> Surf Ninjas. <laughs> Fun to say, Matt, isn't it? <laughs> say, it say it with me, Matt. Surf, Surf ninjas. ninjas. Yes. Okay, yep. anyways. Um, <laughs> he, um... <clears throat> has written he wrote the story for Rambo Last Blood which came out last year <laughs> and he wrote Surf Ninjas okay anyways um, <laughs> but he, he also wrote Passenger 57 okay the year before Surf Ninjas came out <laughs> and the year after it he wrote Wyatt Earp <laughs> he wrote the movie Murder in the First, The Assignment, <laughs> The Hurricane. Which is the movie about Hurricane Carter that starred Denzel Washington. Hey man, he he really wanted to do this first, you know, so I'm just trying to deal with this in my head that the same guy who wrote the hurricane. Well, he had, he had surf ninjas in his heart and he just needed to get that out. He needed to write that on paper, send it to the studios. You got to make this movie. I'm going to make all these other great movies in the future, but if I don't get surf ninjas out and it just sticks in my heart forever, nothing else is coming out. This needs to get out. So. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay, anyways, um 
<laughs> Surf Ninja's uh, stars Ernie Reyes Sr. as Zatch, Ernie Reyes Jr. as Johnny, Nicholas Cowan as Adam, John Carlin as Mac, Leslie Nielsen as Colonel Chi, Kelly Hu <laughs> as Rome, um, mm-hmm. Tone Loke as Lieutenant Spence, <laughs> Nathan Jung Young as a uh, Manchu, and of course, <laughs> Rob Schneider as Iggy. <laughs> Everybody's this... favorite comedian turned conservative, <laughs> Rob Schneider. Yep, best best acting role. I mean, like just the best. Like <clears throat> I can just imagine them like casting this film. And they had all these other people auditioning. You're like, you know what? We want that guy from SNL who's 30 years old at the time, and we want him to play a 16-year-old high school student. Let's do it. Something tells me that they wrote the movie first. (laughs) And uh, the studio was like, hey, we got to give Rob Schneider a movie. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. That's my guess, because at that point, Rob Schneider was pretty hot. He was. He's pretty huge. I mean, yeah. he was on SNL for a while. He was um, <clears throat> he was in a couple of movies, I think, at that point. Um, and they're like, you know what? Let's just dye his, his hair red, make him wear you know, a T-shirt that's too large for him, and his friend's dad's boxer shorts to school? Okay, uh, let's run with it. Um, Did, didn't you do that when you were a kid? Oh, all the time. Yeah. 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 I also would break into my friend's house at like seven in the morning on a school day and just cook breakfast for myself using their food without, you know, asking permission first if it's okay if I just, you know, eat there. Did that all the time. So. Yes. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> that's that's the way of the Iggy. This is the way. Yep. This is the way of Iggy. <laughs> The Iggy Lorian, okay. Yeah. Uh, the way of the Iggy. <laughs> Iggynomics, if you will. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's how you save money. You just go to your friend's yes. dad's house and just steal his food and make <laughs> breakfast and wear his boxer shorts to school. Yes. So. It's, 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 it's a great lesson in Iggynomics. Um, <laughs> a new word that is going to be in the Webster's Dictionary next year. <clears throat> yeah. Iggynomics. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was released in August 20th of 1993 by New Line Cinemas. New Line? Yeah. Missed that company. They're still, they're still around. They're just... <laughs> oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, they're just owned by uh, Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're a subsidiary. Same company that did Mortal Kombat... Um, a bunch of other movies, of course. <laughs> I can't think of them, but... Uh, New, Line's mo- combat, uh, yeah. New Line's most famous uh, property was uh, was uh, the Freddy movies, the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Oh, okay. kind of what made the studio. Um, there's actually, if, if, if you ever watch the uh, Never Sleep Again documentary about the 
about um about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. It's uh it's gives you a great background of uh New Line Cinemas in it as well. It's really cool <laughs> what John Shea and everybody did with that. Um anyways, um the uh it was actually a really cool indie film company until they got bought out. But um <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I do believe they were also responsible. Were, were they? And I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Were they responsible for the Ninja Turtles as well? Speaking of ninjas, yeah, I think so. Yeah, New Line Cinema. Yeah, I think I so. Think, I think um, they did release the Ninja Turtle movies. I'm not sure though. At least, at least part two. I don't know about part one, but mm-hmm. at least part two. So yes, because <clears throat> you know that's the thing. Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, Secret of the Ooze. Like speaking of like good memories, like <clears throat> I remember seeing this movie. Again, Surf Ninjas. And again, it's it's a matter of interpretation of how you want to pronounce it. You could call it Surf Ninjas. I call it Surf Ninjas. So that's just how I do it. But um <laughs> I I well it's an academic discussion. Um I ended up seeing this in the theater. My parents took me to see it when it came out. I remember being in like the summer, not like eight days before school was starting, but maybe that's just in my memory I wanted it to believe it was like yeah earlier summer because i always hated like the last few weeks of summer because i knew i had to go back to school but like so i remember seeing it like in june or july but obviously that's not the case because the movie didn't come out in that time so um must have been like right when it came out and i just remember thinking that movie was so cool um same thing with you know ninja turtles 2 although that i think that movie holds up a little bit better than this one does but um you know just That'll be the, that, that'll be the 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 long debated um you know topic of cinema studies forever. What which like, mov- which movie holds up better, Secret of the Ooze or Surf Ninjas? <laughs> yes, yes, it, it, it's a uh, in the box office proves it. I mean, you know, this this movie made a whopping four whopping four point three million dollars in the box office. So, you know, obviously money doesn't measure everything, but you know. Movie that's released in the summer, in the '90s, early '90s when karate movies and like those kind of movies were getting really popular since like the late '80s. So you had about six years of like momentum of like making a movie like that and pretty much just like a cash crop, and it makes you know 4.3 million dollars in the box office. So yeah, um, then again though, '93 a lot of movies came out in the summer of '93 though that were really good so i had a lot to uh compete with so just for comparison uh, uh secret of the use made 78.6 million dollars in the box <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah even the 1993 standards 4.3 million not a lot um yeah you know, Rob schneider probably got paid like five hundred thousand right there for his or a million for his you know his um nauseating comic relief role that was just way over the top way too much um like you know when you got a ketchup bottle you don't have to you know empty the whole bottle on that sandwich you know just a few squirts is good or the french fries or whatever you use ketchup on i don't know that's your choice what you use ketchup on or if you use ketchup at all whatever whatever sauce you're using on your food um you know at a certain point you just gotta stop squeezing man and you just gotta stop squeezing that's a good catchphrase right now gotta stop squeezing um you know yes so yes (laughs) that is any words to live by matt words to live by um so um 
<laughs> yeah, we, we do have to point out that he was 30 years old. Yes. <laughs> Playing a teenager, whom I'm assuming was probably supposed to be about 16, because this was two weeks before Johnny's 16th birthday. Yeah. And they couldn't drive. That was a big thing. Yeah, so I'm assuming... Maybe he was a little older. Maybe he was like 16 or 17. Right. But still, he's 30. And he looks 30. <laughs> he does. Uh, he looks 30. Th- th- this, uh, th- this isn't a, uh, a like, um, you know, I don't know, 90210 situation where some of the actors were younger, but they looked older. Or like a da- Dawson's Creek Andy situation where... Uh, <laughs> Where uh, Meredith Monroe, who played Andy, was like in her, I don't know, mid twenties, playing a teenager. <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, and and looked like a teenager, so it was okay. Um, or like I just recently binged the 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 new reboot of uh, Saved by the Bell, and <laughs> I was looking up the ages of some of the actors that are playing the teenagers. And uh, one of them is, like, 29 years old. Oh, wow. But he doesn't look it. I think he's 29, something like that. He's in his late tw- mid to late 20s or whatever. And then there's <laughs> other ones that are, like, 25 and stuff like that. So, yeah, but none of them look like they are that age. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and mind you, if you see... Oh, the great movie I directed called uh, Pi Day Die Day. Pi Day, yeah. Most of our teenagers were in their 30s. So um, yeah. <laughs> I can't really say, <laughs> complain about this um, too much. But we kind of did that on purpose. That's why in our um, in our thing, um, the writer Lindsay LaForest wrote the two lead female characters were both named Gabrielle. After Gabrielle Carteris, who was basically in her 30s playing a teenager on 90210. <laughs> so that's why we did that on purpose. So, okay. <laughs> so, anywho, back to this great cinematic <clears throat> um, achievement. The Citizen Kane of Surf, surf Ninja movies. <laughs> surf Ninjas. Yes. Or surf ninjas, depending on how you <clears throat> pronounce it. I'm hearing it exactly the same every time you say it, so I don't know. <laughs> well, it's it's the emphasis on the word. So surf ninjas, surf ninjas. You see, ah, I I'm, I'm saying it, I'm emphasizing on surf, whereas in actuality, ninjas is probably the more correct thing because it's more about the fact that they're quote ninjas, which. I don't understand how. For one thing, okay, well, 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 well we haven't even talked about the movie. Well, I'll get to that when we actually start talking about the movie. But because um, there's, I, I have some complaints um, <clears throat> about the title and 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 what it implies and and that it does not actually follow through. But that's okay. We, okay, so <laughs> so why don't we get started here, Matt? Um, let's start with a little bit about what happened in this film. Sure. So, what uh, what did happen? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay, I watched this movie like four times in the past week, and I'm still 
like confused, like just because <clears throat> it's an hour and twenty seven minutes long, and it feels like ten movies are going on at once, and <clears throat> so I guess I just go like just bit by bit, I guess. So you know, they're like Johnny's a typical teenager, and his little brother Adam, you know, is kind of like his best buddy or whatever, hangs out with them all the time, and they like to surf and stuff like that. They're kind of like slackers when it comes to school. Their dad's always nagging them, like, to do their homework and, you know, telling them they need to find, like, a backup career if surfing doesn't work out. You know, you know that whole that whole thing, you know. And um, then it turns out that there's, like, all these ninjas that, like, are showing up and, like, trying to attack them, but then there's, like, this dude with an eye patch that's just, like, beating them up every time they try to get to their house and they have no idea what's going on. They're just sitting there talking to their dad and they go to school and everything like that. And, um, of course, Bob Schneider, you know, his character Iggy is like their best friend for some reason. Um, I think they just keep him there for like comic relief because he's so fucking annoying as a person. But, um, yeah. And they slack, you know, some more. Adam's supposed to, like, tell the teacher where Spain is, and he can't find it on the map because he's a fucking idiot. How do you not know where Spain is? Okay, um, and then Johnny was supposed to, like, introduce, like, some spiritual guru for some reason. <clears throat> they never explained why. Like, he's not, like, valedictorian or anything like that, so I have no idea why he was given this huge responsibility knowing that he's a complete slacker and doesn't even do his homework. But okay, so that's plot convenience, I guess. This whole movie's full of plot convenience that they just slip in there with no fucking effort. Um, Maybe they chose him because he was Asian. I guess, but... <laughs> I'm just trying, so to, trying to guess. They're that so... was probably the 90s... I don't know. <laughs> no, that's extremely racist because I don't even think that guru was even part of the same country that he's from or whatever. So, um, like, oh, well, you're Asian. Just go ahead and um, invite this, you know, do a Sarah. Okay, so whatever. He was supposed to do like a traditional type of like welcoming, you know, ceremony for, you know, from this guy's culture. And instead, of course, he, you know, just riffs it and he does like a, a take on Barber. Barbara Ann, but it's Baba Ram was his name. So, like, Baba Ram. Oh, gosh. I don't even want to think about it right now. It's so fucking stupid. But they do this stupid song and dance, and everyone, and it looks like he's all offended. Like, wait a minute. I can't believe that you're, you know, whatever type of thing. And the ninjas come at some point and try to kill him at school, but the, the eye patch guy, um, I forgot his name. Zach. Not. Sorry, Zatch. <clears throat> he beats up those ninjas. Like the ninjas are all over the place. They're like they're swarming all over Los Angeles at this point, <clears throat> just trying to follow Adam and Johnny everywhere they go. Zatch is just you know taking them out like flies, and eventually, um, <clears throat> you know, Iggy. Okay, so Iggy is kind of like the Ron Weasley. <clears throat> of comic relief like before harry potter came out which is interesting because he also has red hair probably a coincidence but who knows um (laughs) he's always eating all the time like that's just like one of his gimmicks like 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 the also okay so this is a little i'm kind of going off the rails here but like my mind is like on a million things at once but like so 
another 90s trope that's in this movie just lots of 90s tropes like m- like every 90s trope you could have is somehow like like stuck in this movie like like a turkey just stuffed in there into like its anal cavity because it's so whatever okay because the movie's shit anyway um <clears throat> i hope no one hears this from the movie and like takes offense like the actors or whatever but um <clears throat> So, like, one of the 90s tropes in here, because you don't remember in the 90s, especially early 90s, like, there was almost every movie that was, like, kind of, like, geared towards kids or teenagers always seemed to have, like, the father that hated their children's friends for whatever reason. Like, I don't know, like, how that got started, but it seems like every single movie, you know, it was, like, almost, like, either, like, a comment on society at the time, or almost, like, brainwashing dads to hate their children's friends for some reason. Because, like, this guy, like, hates Iggy. I mean, like, with a passion. Like, he hates him. Like, he's like, oh, he's still hungry, honey. Huh? He, he takes all the food and just, like, throws it in the tray. Like, his own food that he himself is wasting. I know. It's, like, it's the, it's the, um, I don't know. I want to say, like, the, um... It's kind of like, okay, I've, I've watched some recent episodes of California, not recent episodes, but I recently watched some episodes of California Dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the great 90s, uh, you know, <laughs> Peter Engel, uh, TNBC uh, um, show. <clears throat> and uh, the one character on there, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but anyways, he was the friend of the family in, and uh, the parents seemed to like dislike him. And uh, that that happens all the time too. It was like the you know it, it's it's kind of the the, the whole Steve Urkel t- sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like Urkel mania, Encino um, Man. That was a big one because he hated um, Paulie Shore's character. Yeah, that was also a very similar character. He was always showing up for dinner. Well, a lot of it had to do with like just basically being like a freeloader, essentially. Like, yeah. like don't your parents feed you? Don't your parents clothe you? And like, you never know like where these people's. It's actually kind of sad if you think about it because, like, like, well, okay, yeah, where is this guy's parents at? Like, for real? Like, are they even around? Like, what's going on? Like, with this person's home life? Like, do they? Well, well, it's like it's like, it's it's like Kimmy Gibbler on uh, Full House, or right. uh, yeah. or or um or Steve on Full House actually because he would come over and eat all their food. Right. So, <laughs> this is totally a '90s trope. It is. <laughs> It is, but it's also very sad because it's just like, okay, but like, what if like this, this kid is like literally like has like deadbeat parents or something like that, or just impoverished parents that can't provide, you know, for their children for whatever reason. And then like, instead though, they're like making fun of the person like, oh, you're such a freeloader. And it's like, (laughs) they just want like a meal, like, you know, like, like, fuck you, you know, like you stupid poor piece of shit or whatever like anyway so <clears throat> that was kind of off the rails but that was a 90s trope it's in the movie the other 90s trope is the whole like like if you're a guy like you're not allowed to like show affection to another guy without saying i'm not gay or whatever like that like yeah. that was another big piece trope also like a sort of maybe like casual transphobia slash homophobia i say slash because it depends on the context of what they're getting at because he says, like, Adam at one point says that he envisions Zatch in a, wearing a dress. And he's like, wait, what? You know, and he's like, psych. Uh, not yeah. 1993. Um, you know. 
Yeah. Anyway, what happens? <laughs> I totally forgot what happens. So well, they're at the burger stand. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Did you want to take a break really quick, and then we'll come back and finish the plot of this sure. this amazing, amazing film here? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Hello, I'm Tom. And I'm Brian. Hosts of Be Hero Fights. Home of the greatest debates of our time. We tackle the tough topics such as Fortnite vs. Call of Duty, McDonald's vs. Burger King, John Wick vs. Wait, is is that really fair? Nevertheless, join us weekly on Spotify, Apple, Google, and pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. And hear the madness ensue. And as always, fight on. And we are back, 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 Okay. Oh God. Anyways, um, I am not on drugs, by the way. Okay, good. Yeah, I am. Well, they're they're prescribed by my doctor. There you go. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what else happens in this uh, wonderful film here? Um, <clears throat> so, they're at the burger shop where um, their adoptive father works or owns, I don't know. And um, the ninjas, well, first Zatch shows up, and then the ninjas come in, and they have, like, a huge fight in there. And... Um, <clears throat> Uh, they kidnap um, Mac, their adoptive father, and uh, Zatch, you know, takes him, you know, gets him out, out of the way, goes to the beach. Also, for some reason, Adam um, has, well, this, happens, this happens a little bit later, but Adam has a Game Gear, you know, Sega Game Gear. Yes. And somehow the game, like, changes to, like, him, and he's able to like predict like the future like a few seconds in advance or whatever mm-hmm. through the game, <laughs> which they they do explain that, which I'm actually glad they did because a lot of these movies they don't even explain why they just throw it in the movie and then they don't offer they actually do offer an explanation at some point, so that's good. Um, at least at least this writer of Surf Ninjas he had the foresight to you know actually explain certain things, not everything. But certain things, like for example, he didn't explain why the fuck Rob Schneider had to be in this movie and just being a nauseating comic relief the entire movie. You know, oh my god! Anyway, Again, we um, might not want to blame him. It could be the studio. It's, it's true, but he wrote the script though, so yeah. But he might not and, um, have written it for Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, he, the person <laughs> could have delivered the lines somewhat differently. <laughs> so Zach. You know, he, he just he keeps disappearing all the time because he's a ninja, I guess, and that's what ninjas do. And um, they end up going um, back home or to um, Iggy's house, I guess. I don't know. And um, no, not Iggy's house. They go to their <clears throat> house, and the the cop, like this lieutenant or whatever, he's like, you know, trying to follow up on what happened. And um, Iggy is disguising himself as like a distant uncle or relative who's Scottish I guess and in a wheelchair for some reason I don't understand why that was <laughs> um, 
point oh, uh, because the because the cop didn't even see Iggy to begin with. So there was for one thing, there was no reason to even have a disguise to begin with. And there was certainly no reason to add a wheelchair into the mix just for kicks or, or lack thereof, whatever. Um, because he had to make a point about his leg not working or whatever. This movie's just weird. And um But this was also this point. was also after they met um was this after they met uh Rome? Uh no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think it was um I think it was before they met I don't know. I, I just watched it before we started recording. Yeah. This is how this is how this, there's certain movies that I can watch ten times and it's just I don't know, it just confuses me and I can't remember much. Um this is definitely one of those films and if you wanna call it that. And <clears throat> <laughs> and yeah, they, they, they um they stay there for a little bit and then the game gear thing happens, I think, at that point, and then Zatch, you know, shows up to like prove how easy it was to like break into their house. And it's like, yeah, okay, because you're a ninja and these are like little kids who don't fucking know anything about fighting. So like what do you expect them to have like fucking barracks like, you know, in their house like an hour after a dad just got kidnapped? Like what do you whatever. Okay, and then he takes them to this um, restaurant called like Imperial Palace or something like that. That's supposed to be like the like um, expatriate um, community of um, Patusanian or Patusan, the Patusan people, which don't exist in real life, and um, and they have like this ceremony, basically like crowning them as like the the two princes. Oh, and also, this is the part where we get to constantly hear for the next 55 minutes of the film of Iggy claiming that he's royalty for some reason, and he never lets it go. And, and there's, <sighs> there's, an, there's an interesting situation in here, too, where at one point, the, uh, the um, what's his name, uh, Johnny, tells... Uh, tells uh iggy that he can't be the leader because he's not even asian right rob schneider however is part filipino i'm just wanting to point that out which is also the same nationality that the actor who plays johnny ernie reyes jr is well maybe it was kind of funny maybe he he knew he was in real life and it was like you know, just like kind of like a funny, like oh, you know, well, I doubt it. I don't think the characters in this movie knew that the actor playing Iggy because he, he doesn't um, really was, look was, Filipino because he's not fully Filipino. He's only part, well, especially Filipino. with yeah. the freaking red hair and the stupid boxer shorts exactly. he's wearing. He just, he just looks like you're running the mill douchebag. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> sorry, well, I'm pretty sure you know some Filipinos can be assholes, but like you know, I'm just saying he looks like you're. You're just stupid, like stereotypical 1990s, like LA type of like a lot of movies, whatever. Yeah, there are a lot of movies like this during yeah. that era. Where it's just and, like so. And by the stupid. way, I recently became friends with Ernie Reyes Jr. on Facebook, and I just wanted to say hi in case he's listening to this. Yeah, I'm sorry if we're like bashing this movie so yeah, much. And, 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 and if he would like to be on the show and talk about this movie, I would love that. <clears throat> Yeah, I would, I would absolutely, or talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which he is also in the first one. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, the, the, the first one or part yeah, two? He's in the first one, I believe. 
Oh, yes. What, or maybe he's part two. I can't remember. He's in he's in one of them. I can't remember which one. I'm trying to remember. Um, <clears throat> was he the one? I think it was part two where he was the, the delivering pizzas. Or was um, that someone else? Let me see here. He was in. <clears throat> he was in um, one of them. I know that much. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, he was in part two. He was in part two okay. as, as Kino. Yes. Was, was he the guy that was delivering pizzas off the scooter and then... I think so. Um, I think so. It's been okay. it's been years since I've seen Teenage yeah, Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles 2. Um, yeah, he was in Secret of the Ooze. So he was in the second okay. one. Okay, cool. Yeah, which we've already <clears throat> talked about. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And, uh... Oh, God. So... Can I talk about some other stuff that's going on in this movie before I forget? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so <clears throat> this is not really about the plot per se, but it's just, well, okay, it is, but it's not. Let me explain. So I don't understand how the main villain in this movie is like some random white guy who, like, I don't, like, how, like, I don't understand, like, how did this guy end up in this kingdom in the first place? And how did he create a rival clan? Uh, to like try to take over this kingdom. Okay, that's point point number one. Also, Mac is some random American white dude that somehow worked for the kingdom at the palace. Like how? Like how does that? Ha- I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it just it seems odd. Like, like well, the, fir- the, fir- the first dude. one is because it was Leslie Nielsen. Okay, that's yeah. my only explanation. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> 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 but the Mac thing, I don't understand. So, like he literally he worked at the palace doing performing some kind of function. I don't know what, but pretty higher up in the I I would, I would imagine pretty higher up in the hierarchy because it goes from King to um, Zatch, who it turns out is actually their uncle. And then right below him is Mac and the chain of command of who takes care of these kids. Like, what was he doing? Like, he was okay, uh, he, he was the master of economics. And, I guess. Um, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so that was that's just the point I wanted to make about that. Uh, I always, I well, not always when I saw it as a kid, I didn't think anything of it, but now I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, like just some random white dude from America. It just happens to be working at the palace of this Asian kingdom for some reason, and then he goes and opens up a burger stand in Los Angeles, like like okay. you do, like you do, like you do, like, you know. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, though, is that his personality is so like he doesn't act like some, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't act like someone who would work again because when you say work. When you're living in a kingdom and you you work in a palace, it's not like a job. Like you know, like I work at the palace. Like no, it's like something you do that's like a part of like your identity. Like it's you know what I mean. Like it's not like there's a whole like nobility aspect to it. Like it's not like oh, it's time to go to work at the palace today. Like you know what I mean. Like it's not. So you, it's like being Jared Kushner. Yes, I'm just joking. Yes, it's like, yes, it's like, it's just like Jared Kushner. 
that's that's a good crossover now. Jared replaces Rob Schneider's character as Iggy. Yes. And call him Jerry. And uh, call it Jerrynomics is his um, economic system. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, he's always claiming whatever. Um, I hate Jared I'm getting, Kushner. I'm getting, I'm, getting I'm getting lost here. <laughs> so, so basically what we have happen is eventually um, Zatch takes the kids to uh, Patusan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and somehow the cop comes with them, <laughs> played by Tone Loke of, yep. of Funky Called Medina fame, and um, <clears throat> and uh, playing a guard in a couple episodes of uh, of News Radio, which I loved. <clears throat> Anyways, Tone Loke is awesome. An Ace Ventura pet detective. Oh yeah, of course. Right. Yes. Of course. Uh, Star <clears throat> co-starring uh, former. Uh, all too real to guest uh, Troy Evans. Anyways, um, so uh, the uh, so there's a connection there between the movies <clears throat> and stuff that we've done before. Anyways, um, so basically they 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 go to the Patusan and um, they you know the <clears throat> Lieutenant Spence is with them as well. Like I said. Um, The okay, so they reach Patusan and discover that uh, Colonel uh, Cheese or Chies or Cheese, whatever it is, uh, Cheese, I think it is, yeah, mm-hmm. Colonel Cheese, um, r- uh, rule has uh, wrought, um, including a burned village and a um, chain gang of political prisoners. Uh, the guards uh, spot them, and they are forced to fight Johnny. And Adam defeat them and free the villagers from their captivity. Um, anyways, uh, they uh, they go to this cave of some sort where there's a bunch of weapons from the monarchy. Okay. And uh, Zatch uh, makes, uh, makes Johnny fight him to prove his abilities and shit like that. And... <laughs> This, this really <laughs> long, like this really long scene that could have been a lot shorter, and yeah. um, so they're they're okay. So <laughs> they are rallying the villagers, and they travel to the coast opposite from the island that houses uh, the um, Colonel Cheese Dungeon. Um, they can't go by boat because of an impassable reef. So, uh, Adam looks at these trees and he's just, you know, like, Hey, can they carve stuff out of wood or something like that? And, um, so they, 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 uh, they make surfboards. Yep. And, uh, they, uh, they paddle to the unguarded side of the island. Um, so, and during this point, we do find out that Iggy's never surfed, which was obvious right. to everyone. But He was always trying to get out of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, they get on the island. Uh, Johnny and Zatch uh, attack uh, the royal city, taking Chi and his henchmen down. 
they free Mac, who is there. Um, during the battle, uh, Zatch is revealed to be their uncle. Um, and Zatch, by the way, is played by the father of Ernie Reyes Jr. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, anyways, they, they defeat them. Um, with the help of Adam and his game gear. <laughs> um, so, basically then, um, at, at some point during this whole situation, um, Romay, who is uh, betrothed to Johnny, says that she doesn't want to get married because, you know, basically saying that she doesn't want to be in an arranged marriage. But she's, yeah. but she still wants to date Johnny. I just wanted to point that out. So, yeah. um, so who knows? They might get married. They might not. We'll <laughs> have to find out in Surf Ninjas 2. The, sur- <laughs> the surfing. And, um, 30 years later. Yes. <laughs> they really should make that. That would be a great They movie. should. Oh my God. I would, yeah. If they did like a GoFundMe page or whatever, yeah. I would definitely contribute <laughs> if I had something. Yes. <laughs> And they and they need to bring and they need to bring in like sixty year old uh, Rob Schneider to play a thirty year old or something. Yes. And um, <laughs> or whatever. he just goes on anti vaccine rants throughout the whole movie. Yeah. What, they, what, like, what they should do is they should bring in Rob Schneider to play like his kid. Yeah, like 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 Iggy the second, and and he's a teenager and um. Yes. <laughs> and he's like in his sixties or whatever. Anyways, um <laughs> the uh, the um so <laughs> so uh basically what, what happens is, you know, after they beat everybody um at some point Adam uh, just the important the importance is Adam thinks that the game gear is what's giving him his abilities, but he finds out that he can actually foresee things and stuff and everything i just wanted to point that out um yeah that's his power because johnny's supposed to be like the warrior the warrior prince or he's the prince of visions or some bullshit yeah like a seer type of person like um so anyways they're they're ended up seated and um they 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 beat they beat chi and everything and all of his people and uh Johnny is seated at the and Harold the warrior prince and uh, Rome is his princess and Adam as a prince. Uh, Johnny then declares the monarchy to be dissolved and announces that Patusan will operate as a democracy. His reason, yeah, what? Wait. <laughs> his reasons for doing this is for the people to finally be free of rule, good or evil. No. Bullshit. Sorry, that's that's America propaganda right there. Okay, some monarchies are cool. Okay, not every country needs to be a democracy. Okay, sorry, end of rant. Um, you know, let it be a monarchy. It's fine. You know. <laughs> hey, we we've, we've lived under a quasi monarchy as it is for the past forty four years. I'm just getting used to it. So yes. Um. <laughs> All hail King Trump. Anyways, um, <laughs> the um. <laughs> And his tiny desk. Anyways, um, <laughs> and probably tiny penis. Anyways, um, Woo. <laughs> that's uh, you know, 
Shaped like a mushroom. Anyways, um... Uh, oh. oh, boy. So, um... <laughs> that is the plot of this great film. Uh, do you want to take another break here, Matt, and then um, come back and, uh... And we can talk about some trivia and reviews and other great things about this wonderful film. With pleasure. But I first want to mention <clears throat> about the whole ancient weaponry thing in the cave. Oh, okay. Go ahead. It's scene where, where Iggy is just going on and on. Like, it, it was supposed, like, they were trying to go for, like, this funny sarcasm thing. Just does not land well at all. I tell you, if you watch this movie, you're, you just want to strangle this guy. Maybe that was the point, but it's overkill. It really is. Because at one point, Zatch says, you know, oh, this knife is, like, so sacred or whatever. You know, money can't buy it. And he goes on for, like, five minutes, like, money can't buy knives. I'm like, oh, my God. It's just so annoying. Like, I just wanted to kill that guy. Like, I really did. Like, I wanted to actually murder Rob Schneider f- physically for, wa- for while watching that. Okay. So and, now uh, we can go... And, and and by the way, if you do want to watch this, the whole movie's <laughs> currently, yeah. as we record this, in full on YouTube. A user's account, my Yes. Not not a... <laughs> not officially on there. So, yeah. And I, I looked elsewhere, and it's, like, really hard to find streaming anywhere. So, um, but you can buy that on DVD and stuff, too. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so, all right. got to do that. Yeah. We'll be uh, right back here after a word from our sponsors. Do you have dreams that you want to achieve but are scared to do so due to self-doubt, fear, and other people's criticism? I have just what you need. You need a dose of the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast where I interview guests that will motivate and inspire you to stop at nothing to achieve your dreams. And always remember, if you believe, you can achieve. And we are back, folks. Back, 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 back. Back. Okay. Here's some trivia about the film Surf Ninjas, which is the greatest thing that Rob Schneider produced besides El King. Anyways, um, <laughs> his daughter, who is very talented. Anyways, um, <laughs> have you heard her music before, Matt? No. Yeah, look, look her up. Rob Schneider's daughter, El King. She is brilliant. Honestly, okay. she's really good. Anyways, um. There's a, okay, there is a real Surf Ninjas game for the Sega Game Gear, but it's completely different from what Adam was playing. However, the game Adam plays in the movie is also real. It was developed by Sega exclusively for the use in the movie. (laughs) That's right. Didn't they also make a, a Surf Ninjas for like the Amiga CD? They may, they may have. I think the Angry Video Game Nerd did an episode on Amiga, and I think that was what... But the game, again, has nothing to do with the movie. And yeah. also, too, you can, like, knock people's heads off and slit their throats, which I don't remember that happening in the movie, so... Uh, That's in the deleted scenes, and no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the first film to feature both Ernie Reyes Sr. and Jr. 
Um, the uh, portable video game system Adam plays throughout the movie is the Sega Game Gear, a handheld version of the Sega Master System. It was Sega's answer to the Nintendo Game Boy, which came out a year li- earlier. Um, yeah, I do... Um, so basically, and, and here's another part of it. Sega Game Gear was a big part of the story because Sega financed part of the production. Mm. So that's why it was, you know, such a big plot point. Um, yeah. Ernie Reyes Jr. actually holds a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo. Just awesome. Yeah. He currently, I mean, uh, from what I've seen on his, uh, on his Facebook and stuff, he currently teaches, uh, Taekwondo and other things. Um, so, and other martial arts. So, uh, you know, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you know, go, go sign up and you can learn lessons totally. from Ernie Reyes Jr. I would, if I could, I used to, I used to take Taekwondo for like a year and a half when I was a kid, but I don't remember much, unfortunately. <clears throat> but I did like it a lot. I remember that much. Um, <clears throat> I went to one martial arts class and I learned how to flip people, and that's all I ever did. Awesome. I, I, I was able to flip some guy like twice my size once. I that's did freaking... I did it by accident too. Like I learned how to oh. do it, and um, and he he came up to me just as a joke, like pushing me, and we were just joking back and forth. And I grabbed his hand and I flipped him. <clears throat> it's muscle memory. It's awesome. Yeah, and 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 he fell to the ground and hurt himself. I felt really bad. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the um, okay, so uh, the uh, Patusan scenes were filmed in Thailand. Um, as we've said before, Rob Schneider played a teenager, although he was thirty. Um, <laughs> shooting in uh, Thailand was very hot and humid. Shooting in Los Angeles was more problematic because the weather was cooler than expected. Uh, the uh, moto surf scenes were sh- shot in sixty degree <laughs> weather, and many of the night scenes were colder than fifty degrees. After each shot, the actors oh. would put on coats and stand by heaters. Wow. Um. As we've said before, Rob Schneider is part Filipino, the same ethnicity as Ernie Reyes Jr. and Sr. Um, Patusan is also the name of the country that Ernie Reyes Jr.'s character was from on the short-lived um, TV series Sidekicks in 1986. <laughs> um, both uh, Kelly Hu and uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. have appeared in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. Who was uh, Kari in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1987 cartoon <laughs> series on Nickelodeon? Wait, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Okay, anyways, and Reyes as Kino in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze. Reyes was also a stunt double, uh, the stunt Donatello in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, 1. So he was hmm. he was in 1, too, as well, so there we go. Um, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the name Romay is only mentioned once throughout the film. Um, oh, the game uh, cartridge that got magically replaced for Adam's uh, Sega Game Gear was Shinobi. Um, Ernie, Ernie Reyes was offered the role of Donatello in Trinity Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, um, but he was already working on this film, so he couldn't do it. Um, hmm. I dodged that bullet. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know which would. Anyways, um, so uh, <laughs> uh, Johnny wears a San, San Jose Sharks hat throughout the movie. Ernie Reyes Jr. is a native of San Jose, California. Um, yeah. 
Um, both uh, Ernie Reyes's uh, junior and senior are Filipino descent, um, and can be heard uh, saying a few phrases in uh, in a Tagalog, uh, Filipino's main mm-hmm. language, um, to uh, some of the villagers. Um, since uh, Patusan is a fictional Asian country, the language that is spoken is a mix of several different Asian languages, such as Vietnamese, Filipino, mm-hmm. and Thai, etc. Mm. Um, yep. So that is the trivia that we have there. Um, <laughs> here are some <laughs> user reviews from <laughs> called from uh, the uh, Internet Movie Database. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, ten out of ten. Okay. My That's favorite, my favorite movie. Mm. Um, this is from Liz Ard, eighty-three. Hmm. Um, from June thirtieth of two thousand six. Everything about this movie is ridiculous. The plot is dumb. The characters are cheesy. As the jokes are lame. It is one of the most hysterical movies I have ever watched. I saw it first when I was about ten because my little brother was on a ninja movie kick. I think I liked it better than he did. Of course, back then, I thought Johnny was cute. Um, I'm quite a lot older now, and this movie still makes me laugh as hard today as I did then. As pathetic as this movie is, it has to be my favorite. I think everyone on the planet should see this movie at least a dozen times. It's not a cinematic masterpiece, but it's worth every minute. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> That's a confusing um, review because it's like half insulting and then... Um. <clears throat> Here's another 10 out of 10. This is a must-have for any film collection. This is from Amethyst Flames um, from February 8th of 2009. Whenever I <laughs> see reviews of this movie, they usually include things like only boys under the age of nine would actually like it. When this film came out, I was a 10-year-old girl, and 15 years later, it's still my all-time favorite film. Mm. Rob, Schne- Rob Schneider is beyond hysterical as Iggy. The only truly disappointing performance is that of Leslie Nielsen, which is thankfully overshadowed by the entertainment value of his character. The characters are so likable that it's hard to choose a favorite. The plot is silly, yes, but it's fun and entertaining, and it doesn't try to be more than what it is, a comic (laughs) kids movie about ninjas. It doesn't bother trying to pull off angst like the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or drama like Three Ninjas. It just sets out to make you laugh, and it succeeds. Young boys will love it, but so will anyone interested in humor, lighthearted adventure, and fight scenes from before the days of slow motion and Matrix disbelief. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> okay, here's another 10 out of 10, Matt. You want to hear this one? Yep. <laughs> okay, this one <clears throat> is from CMEY Mail. Um. And this is from April 10th of 2019. Mm-hmm. 
the headline is I worked on this movie. <laughs> I worked on this okay. movie. I worked on this movie. I produced the Sega Game Gear portions of the movie. I find the com- <laughs> I find the comments interesting. Maybe I can clear a few things up. Three Ninjas came out just before Surf Ninjas. It was a very oh. low budget movie. I was surprised they got the talent they did. I really enjoyed working on this film. Uh, being a video game producer, uh, I was welcomed with open arms. It's funny that no one got that Ernie Reyes Jr. is one of the Ninja Turtles. He is an absolute martial arts master. Personally, I thought it could be better when it was done, but I watched a couple of months ago and really enjoyed it. It sometimes, uh, sometimes it is tough when you are so close to a project to enjoy it. I truly enjoy reading the comments, and so many of them got the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so th- that was some reviews of the movie. This movie surprisingly has a lot of really high reviews. Mm-hmm. People love this movie for some reason. Well. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> the lowest I'm seeing is, like, a 4 out of 10. Oh, here's a 1 out of 10. Um, <laughs> I'll read this one so we get a, another side of the coin. Um, this is from uh, this is from Byers um, in <clears throat> April 18th of 1999. This movie was made for MST3K. Surf Ninjas was made near the peak of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles craze, and it is obvious obviously a blatant attempt to capitalize on the ninja mania um they didn't do a very good job this movie is such a great candidate for mystery science theater 3000 that the producers should have skipped its distribution to theaters and sent it straight to the bots um okay their story by the way this person spelled their wrong they used the wrong there and i hate that anyways okay um (laughs) I'm I'm what you call a surf Nazi. Oh, wait, no, I mean a spelling Nazi. Sorry, uh, a grammar Nazi. Anyways, um, so... um, (laughs) The... um, Their story is that of a couple of kids, brothers, heirs to the throne of an island country that has been overthrown by a tyrant, are living... In exile in the U.S., blah, 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 da, 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 da. they just explained the movie <clears> after that. But anyways, okay, so <laughs> I yeah. thought, yeah, um, basically they say, and it says, it's an, and it's a commercial tie-in for Sega Game Gear, and you've got yourself one giant waste of money, is what they're saying it is. Okay, <laughs> so um, I want to point out something. There was a, uh, cr- the critical response to this movie um, the Baltimore Sun thought the film's lead, Ernie Reyes Jr., was too old at 20 and muscular to be believed as a 15-year-old. <laughs> they said nothing about Rob Schneider playing a teenager, but they thought that <laughs> right. Ernie Reyes Jr., at 20 years old, was too wow. old. <laughs> Even though his best friend was 10 years older than him. And supposed to be in the same high school. Um, wow. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Anything else here, Matt? Would you recommend this movie to anyone? Uh, 
Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> just for maybe, you know, like nostalgia sake, because <clears throat> like I do remember seeing this in the theater and coming out of the theater loving it and thinking it was great. So like maybe just like holding on to like that kind of like fleeting memory type of thing but like yeah don't don't expect to like like it really unless unless you just have a terrible personality and you like that for some reason um i mean like if you want to make fun of it with friends or do like your own podcast or <laughs> youtube video <laughs> whatever to talk about it that's fine but like i don't really think you're gonna like genuinely enjoy this movie and be like yeah you know I can't get enough of Rob Schneider's antics and just nauseating comic relief character that he's just like pushing and pushing the envelope to the point where it's just going to completely break in half. Um, so, yeah, I guess I would <laughs> recommend yeah. it. Me too. I, I think it's a good, it's a good, uh, bad mm. movie. It's a good, bad movie. Yeah. Um, again, no offense to the actors and people who make. I, I, mean, I know, I mean, like it, it's it, it's a product of its time. I think yeah. at the time it was probably good. You know what I mean? It's not like I mean we're we're looking at it. You know, almost thirty years later, and it's like <clears throat> kind of. Well, you know, yeah, I noticed something too about the movie. A lot of those catchphrases have come back now in style. Like, um, bra, like, yeah. that's, now, and also aggro, like, I thought those were, like, new sayings that, like, Gen Z came up with, I have totally forgot about, like, all that stuff, like, because, you know, they say, like, usually 25 to 30 years when things start to come back in style again, so, you know, who knows, we might get a certain just two in, like, a couple of years from now. Well, with, with, with all of the reboots and nostalgia of the world, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we could get, right. like, a... We could get a Surf, a re- Ninja, Surf Ninjas TV series for all we know, you know what I mean? Right, I, I or mean, a reboot. Netflix or something. Or right. HBO Max or something, you know? Um, <clears throat> so, who knows? I'm all for it if they do want to do it, mm. you know? Hell, I'll direct it if they want right. to. Um... <clears throat> the uh yeah so um on another note here uh some sad news happened recently that yeah. uh i just wanted to talk about um our good friend jamal wallace knight who has been on this show several times um sadly passed away recently <clears throat> and uh i just wanted to you know we're gonna try to figure out a way to attach a charity or something to our <clears throat> episodes by the time this airs hopefully yeah um to help people out that are dealing with similar issues to what jamal was dealing with health wise <clears throat> um he was probably one of my best friends and it's really sad that he's not going <clears throat> to be around anymore um yeah. been trying <clears throat> to deal with it all week um yeah. Um so Yeah, I'm still I'm still in like the shock. Me too. Like, like I keep thinking like he's just gonna like pop up and like oh the whole thing was a prank or what like just mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. Um <clears throat> I almost feel kinda bad because I haven't really like had like much emotion. It's just kinda like almost like just like deadpan. Shock. Yeah, I know what you uh, mean. But that's also too because again, I'm not at all comparing 
different species to a human but like my my dog passed away like two weeks ago so i was dealing with that and, you know and then it was like 10 days after that you know like um <clears throat> yeah that's so it's a lot of stuff yeah <clears throat> yeah it's been a tough year um for a lot of reasons and uh <clears throat> yeah and if you go back and listen to the couple episodes of the, like three three or four episodes that jamal was part of um He's one of the funniest people I ever knew. Yeah. Um, kindest, <laughs> would do anything for anybody. Um, it's just <clears throat> sad when people like that <clears throat> leave the world. Um, and it's hard to, re- I mean, they're, they're irreplaceable. So it's, it's hard to deal with that. Um, you know, I knew Jamal for, I don't know, seven to 10 years or something like that. And, Got to be really, got to be really close to him working on films and uh, just hanging out with him and other things too. And we were in the process of producing three or four movies, so right. Hopefully, we can get those <clears throat> produced in his honor. Right, and the thing is too is like, <clears throat> even though he was like super talented and stuff, you know that stuff is is nice and it's you know good secondary qualities, but you know the. You know the main things is like how good of a person he was i mean because yeah he didn't talk about it a lot but he he you know he had a lot of like issues in his life like whether it came to like his own personal history um health i mean there was a lot of a lot of stuff to deal with and and he was really really kind and nice and yes he was super talented and that's that's you know that's nice to talk about but yeah. that's even if he wasn't, that's, that wouldn't matter. Um, <clears throat> you know, but the fact is, is that he was, he was writing, he was writing a book <clears throat> about his life. He was working on several films. He had a gaming channel. He was teaching himself how to play the piano. He was going to law school. And, you know, one of the sad things about it is I think that he always felt like he wasn't doing enough, which he certainly oh, was. Know. And he was doing more, way more than most people his age were or any age uh, for that matter. Um, <clears throat> but so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. He's only 36 years old, which is really sad. And right. uh, I mean, it, it's sad when anybody dies period, but that's way, right. way too young. He had so much more to give the world. Um, both, both <clears throat> talent wise, like you said, and just, you know, personal wise too. Cause I mean, he would walk into a room and you knew that Jamal was there. It wasn't like right. uh, he, he, you know, he, <clears throat> He stood out, and uh, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I the, the other day there's a he he was the the master. I mean, th- this is more about his talent, but still, he just made me think about his humor. He was the master <laughs> of the re- of the reaction, and yeah. um, there was a scene in the movie Pi Day Die Day, which I directed, um, where <clears throat> this girl's going on about crazy shit that happened at her old school. And Jamal just gives this response where he's about to say something and then <clears throat> doesn't say it because he just realizes it's not going to matter. And it's just the response <laughs> in his, the response in his face. And that was all Jamal. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that was in the script or that I directed him to do that. I think that was all Jamal. So <laughs> it's just great when you see, see things like that. Um, so yeah, I right. thought about that the other day and it actually made me cry for about a half hour when I was thinking about just oh, that, just that one I reaction. Know. So, um, 
I was thinking about that same scene. I think when, yeah. when in the golf cart. Um, no, no, that that was a different thing. Yeah, but the, the, oh, okay. this, this was in um, this was in a shop room in that movie. But yeah, no, but he, there is a there is a scene in a golf cart where he does have a rap, <laughs> um, which is hilarious. But yeah, he and he and uh, uh, Zachary Jack, who was in the movie, they they have this. Uh, <clears throat> they have this great uh, rap scene together in that <clears throat> movie that's at the end of the credits, and it's just great. But uh, kind of helps show Jamal's personality to people that right. get to know him. But if you <clears throat> if you listen to the episodes that we had of this with him in it, um, and I'm not trying to get people to listen to that just to get us listens or anything. I just want right, right. No, I, I just want people to know who Jamal was, <clears throat> and <I> know. <clears throat> uh, you know, and, and look up his uh, his gaming after dark and uh, any of the like twitch streams he had and all these different things too you can get to know his personality through those um right he's a great guy who will really be missed i don't know what else yeah. to say really um it's it's just sad <clears throat> it, it's it's um <clears throat> i i know like I, yeah i don't know like i <clears throat> yeah <laughs> sorry yeah uh, it's hard yeah, like usually when I go to bed, that's when I start thinking about him more because I'm trying to sleep and stuff. And yeah, <clears throat> usually I could kind of distract myself throughout the day, you know, doing other stuff or whatever. But then <clears throat> it's uh, yeah, it's hard. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, you know, hope you're in heaven making God laugh and right. whatever else, Jamal. Uh, we'll miss you a lot. Um, I'm gonna dedicate this episode and every future episode to Jamal. Right. Um, yep. <clears throat> so god bless and uh anything else matt uh no that's about it all right bye-bye everybody bye-bye thanks for listening to all too real two podcast a cullen park production produced and edited by michael e cullen the second Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.